0: This is your host, Grant Vermeer, Naval Academy Class of 2017, and I'm your Academy Insider. It's my goal to be your guide through the Naval Academy experience by sharing my stories and providing you inside information into the life of a midshipman. Academy Insider is in no way officially affiliated with the United States Naval Academy. All of the content on Academy Insider is my own, It does not reflect the views of the United States Naval Academy, the United States Navy, nor the Department of Defense. Welcome to the Academy Insider Podcast. And today, I'm extremely lucky to be joined by Tillman Dunbar, who's a class of 2016 graduate from the Naval Academy, an econ major, and a former member and teammate of mine on the Navy basketball team. Tillman currently serves as a surface warfare officer. And basically, right after graduation, he reported to the USS Baton, where he served for the past two and a half years. And he's getting ready to transfer to the USS George H.W. Bush as he continues his time as a SWO. And then on top of all that, Tillman was actually my teammate for the 2019 All-Navy basketball team in which Navy took home the gold medal in the Armed Forces Tournament. So we love that. And now both Tillman and I uh, have the amazing opportunity to play for the All-USA Armed Forces basketball team in the seventh military world games hosted by SISM, which will be in China this year. So super crazy, super fun. And on top of all that, I'm just excited to have someone I've grown so close to over the past six, six years join me on the Academy Insider podcast. And in the episode today, we're going to try and answer the question of who are the random guys in the blue shirts that I keep seeing in all these plebe summer pictures. And we're going to do that by telling you about TADs. So Tillman spent multiple months after graduation on TAD or temporary assigned duty to the Naval Academy, helping out in the PD department during plebe summer and into the academic year. And so he's able to provide us with an in-depth look at the roles and responsibilities of what TADs do during plebe summer. So with that, you'll get a peek into many of the different activities that plebes do during plebe summer and that a lot of people don't really hear about, like talking about the rock climbing wall a little bit, talking about martial arts, talking about swimming from someone who was a TAD ensign and helped lead those activities. So we give you a little bit of a behind the scenes look into what the role of a TAD is and how many of those processes works after grads graduate, go on basket leave, and then report back to the academy before heading to their first real duty station. And then in addition to talking just about plebe Summer, I really want to use Academy Insider to highlight all of the amazing things that graduates of the Naval Academy continue to do. Um, And so Tillman will take the time to talk to us about his role in the Purposeful Unconditional Service to Others, or PUSO Foundation, in which he just returned from a service trip to Liberia. Tillman's an amazing person, an amazing leader, and I think you guys will really enjoy our conversation that we have today. So make sure to tune in on this unbelievably valuable episode. Thanks. Hey, Till, thanks so much for coming on and being a part of the Academy Insider Podcast.
1: And thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For all the listeners out there, we did give them a brief intro, but if you can just tell them a little bit about yourself, where are you from, and then basically how you got to the Academy, what company you were in, your major, and just a little bit of background about you as a person in So
1: Tillman Dunbar, class of 2016. I was in the 10th company, uh, also known as Trading 10, <laughs> uh, Academy. Majored in economics. Loved it. Group D majors. Yeah. And then a uh, little background on me. I'm from Woodbridge, Virginia. Born and raised basketball player. by trade, But I love to do a whole bunch of stuff. A uh, little bit of charity work and kind of giving back. And big family guy. My family was a big reason I went to the academy. My parents immigrated from Liberia when uh they were 16 years old, and they really wanted me to go to the academy, so I kind of honored their wishes and it was the best decision of my life. loved the academy. I had some rough times. Uh, <laughs> that's everything in life though, but it was really, really really the best decision I've ever made in my life. so I'm glad I you know my parents kind of steered me in that direction. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And do you knew why like did they articulate to you why they wanted you to go to the academy? like what was it for them? Oh, it's so special?
1: For them, it was more so about how hard they had to work to get to where they were in life, you know, so that, you know, being 16, not knowing anyone in the country, being in a foreign land, and then kind of having to struggle for everything they kind of got to in life, you know, and they kind of provided me and my little brother with so much and kind of made our lives so easy. The military and, you know, the Naval Academy and the Navy in general just kind of, it's a great boost in life, gives you benefits, the education, have a great job starting off on college and great values and life foundation. That is invaluable, you know. It's uh mm-hmm. you can't even put a, a number of value on the amount of great things you can learn yeah. from the camp. So just everything when they sat me down and kind of walked me through all that, you know, just like yeah. 'cause life is so long and if I can get a head start in life, you know, why not? So. Absolutely.
0: And uh, you were saying that it was definitely hard at times, but it was kind of like you say the best decision you ever made. Were there yeah. were there any points during time at the academy where you had like second thoughts about if you actually chose the right place?
1: Definitely, uh, plebe <laughs> summer. I was like, whoa, where did I get myself into? Because <laughs> me, uh, I'm not from a military family at all. First person in my family to be in the military. Uh, still to this day, like actually, I have a cousin who joined the Navy a couple years ago, but. Like I said, so I had no concept of military life, you know, and it was kind of like a shock and awe when I first got to Annapolis. So I day, and then youngster year, going into the second class year when we had to sign our two for one, or two no for two, for one. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But yeah, and that, that was really nerve-wracking because like I signed this paper, and it's like, it's legit, it's real, legit. yeah. It's, it's, Be my life. So, just that big commitment—that was that was hard for me. But you know, when I signed up, I signed those dotted line, and haven't looked back since. Uh, Absolutely,
0: cool. And so, for everyone who's listening, Tillman is a surface warfare officer. And I guess, kind of, one of my main questions for you is: What did you do during your summer trainings? And was there anything that happened during those summer trainings that led you to think that surface warfare might be what you wanted to do once you graduated?
1: So the cool thing about the Academy is like they literally give you a taste of everything, right? So they they give you an option to see all the different communities so you can kind of figure out what your best fit will be and what your niche will be and what you would love to do as your job. So um, when I went on surface cruise for my youngster cruise, I really enjoyed it, really big. Uh, I was able to come to a ship where I knew some people who were already on there. So that kind of helped a lot because I was able to, See kind of how they live day to day, kind of put myself in their shoes. And then uh, Prochaman is what really opened my eyes though. Because Prochaman, you know, you get subs, you get uh, being a <laughs> pilot, you get to do Marines, and then you also see a ship again. But I love the submarine community. It was cool because they do a lot of, you know, top secret stuff, and, you know, their mission is just so unbelievable. But I can't sit underwater the water for three months. I, was kind of, I can't see the sun. So that kind of x that out for me. And yeah. then uh, being all mean, it just didn't, you know, we I Just think, click,
0: yeah. So it wasn't for me, it wasn't. And not the lifestyle you want to live. <laughs>
1: for me. Uh, and then the pilot, like, I really, I think. The pilot community is kind of the aviation community is the the coolest community out there. So I enjoyed flying. We got to, you know, you get to fly the test jets and then you fly the helos and everything. I was like, oh, this is so amazing. So I really was kind of set on being a pilot or even a foe. But so I was kind of borderline leading all the way up to service selection. But I ended up choosing Swo because I had so many former NTF members, you know, former basketball players who are. Surface warfare officers and they kind of talked to me about the life and I kind of fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. That I felt the most comfortable in the SWO community. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I came up to that. But definitely would not mind being a pilot. Um,
0: I- <laughs> yeah, be a good life. But so Tillman, even before you actually checked into your ship or went to your first training, you had the opportunity to TAD at the academy for a little bit. Do you mind just explaining to everyone what basically being a TAD is and then Explain to the people how you ended up as a T.A.D. in the P.E. department for your time at the academy.
1: So T.A.D. stands for Temporary Assigned Duty. I was able to T.A.D. because um, there was an opening for kind of like a uh, almost like a graduate assistant position with the basketball team. So I talked to the coaches and I talked to my ship. Uh, they didn't really need me immediately to my ship in the, the summer after graduating, so they kind of said, "Hey, if you, you know, stayed up in Annapolis for a couple months, that's fine." So it worked out perfectly for me. I was lucky with that. So I was able to coach with the basketball team all summer, you know, coach up the plebes and kind of, kind of be the bridge between the coaches and then the plebes in Bancroft. So it was actually a really cool experience, getting some seeing the other side of the lines uh, with the basketball team, and then that kind of. They set me up with the PE department, which was kind of the the best place to be. You know, like so in, when you TAD in the summer, you can do different jobs. You know, you can be in admissions, you can be in operations, you can work in the museum, really, or you could just work with your major. So if I yeah. wanted to go work with, you know, the econ department, I could have done that as well. But I think being in the PE department is the best part because, you know, PEP is – such an integral part of plebe summer mm-hmm. and the fitness portion of plebe summer is probably one of the biggest parts of plebe summer. You know, you're sweating nonstop. You're always running somewhere. You're always doing pushups. Yeah. You're always on your face, always. So, and then being able to interact with the guys and actually all of the plebes on the pet field was kind of so inspiring, like their motivation and just seeing their smiling faces and their want to get better and their want to learn. It was amazing. So I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so can you tell us a little bit about the like the actual role of the TADs during PEP? Because for everyone out there, they see all these different pictures of people wearing blue right. shirts, people wearing red shirts, people wearing yellow shirts. They really don't have any idea kind of what's going on. But right. I try to explain to them that each of those people in different colored shirts have different roles. Right, um, so right. do you mind just talking a little bit about the actual role of TADs during pep?
1: Right. So, uh, so the detailers are there, you know, to discipline, right? They're like mom and dad. Uh, they're there. Make sure the plebes are doing everything to the T, crossing their T's, down in their I's. Now, the pet people, which I was, you know, the blue shirts, we're there as kind of like the coaches, right? So we're motivating them each and every morning. We're pushing them to get better, pushing them to get stronger. We're really leading them in their physical fitness, so we're we're the coaches. We can be a little more personal with them. We can kind of we don't have to be the bad guy. We're the yeah. good guy, right? We're there de- we're there to help them get better and kind of mm-hmm. help them along the way. So that those couple hours in the morning and those couple hours where they're doing their you know pee in the afternoon, mm-hmm. we're there to give them kind of like a breather from Bancroft. Uh, so that's kind of what we are.
0: Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's a, uh, and then for anyone who is listening and still in shirt. So, like you say, in the TADs, the people in the blue shirts, they get the opportunity to be a little more positive, a little more coach like, and just kind of explain what's going on. Your detailers are the ones that are in yellow and they're detailers. So they're, they're there to, to, to discipline, like you're saying. And then the people in the red shirts are actually plebe summer like officer or senior enlisted staff. Right. So, if you're actually working at the academy, i.e. you're a company officer or you're senior enlisted leader or you're the OIC of Plebe Summer, then then you'll be in a red shirt. So um, okay. those are all the differences there. But you kind of mentioned the different opportunities later in the day that you still had to work with plebes. Do you mm-hmm. mind telling people, did you have any additional responsibilities during your time like working the Rockwall or martial arts or kind of what was the rest of your time as a TAD like during Plebe Summer?
1: Yeah, so we would rotate each and every week between the classes. So for the six weeks, so I did a week of being a rock climbing instructor. I did a week of martial arts. I did a week of swimming, week of boxing. So we're always rotating to these different classes. So it was kind of different for me because, you know, for sports period at four o'clock or sixteen hundred each and every day, I was with the basketball team, but During the afternoon, whenever the companies would rotate through their PE time, Mm -hmm. um, I would be there, whatever it was. So, I did literally every activity. So, I had to, you know, we just kind of rotate each and every day.
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you have a favorite? Is there there one that's more enjoyable than any of the others to do?
1: I like swimming. I'm not a great swimmer. so, (laughs) So... I'm not gonna lie i haven't been in a pool since <laughs> yeah, uh, don't the because you know i was just so traumatized for swimming for 30 minutes like <laughs> <laughs> just trying to stay afloat. but uh no i like swimming because it's just like it's you seeing the progress of some people you know like yeah. they come in and they really can't swim and but seeing their growth day in and day out and their their work ethic to get better is actually you know it's really cool to see really yeah cool to see. so yeah. i did like the swimming portion because you can just see people gradually get better with their techniques, with their strokes and stuff like that.
0: So yeah, it was cool absolutely. to see. Absolutely. absolutely. And uh, so you mentioned see. like the progress. Now that's obviously for swimming, but that's in any of the different yeah. PE events that you have. Um, right. From your perspective, kind of as a TAD, did you seem to see think that the plebes enjoyed the different classes and kind of watching their progress? Like, were the PE classes generally enjoyed um, by plebes, or is it something that's not the most fun?
1: So the plebes love the peas. I think you can agree with me. Just being able to step out of Bancroft and kind of be off the bulkhead and not have to do rack races and stuff like that, and that's just be able to catch a breather and be normal for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Invaluable, you know. So that time, I think the plebes really do enjoy it. I think it's very necessary because you can get mentally worn down by the the stress of plebe summer. So just those P classes, definitely needed and definitely a good time for the for the plebes.
0: Absolutely. And so, again, for everyone who doesn't know, after graduation, you get a thing called basket leave. Uh, As long as you don't have any obligations that are taking you away from that time you get like a full 30 days of leave after graduation uh, before checking into your first job or whatever you have to do once you got done with your basket leave till what was the training like to be a TAD like did you have to go through any sort of classes did you walk through what pep would be like or was it basically just straight to it
1: and I was kind of straight to it Uh, once we that first we got there a couple days early and they kind of walked us through the different drills we would be doing during pep. But okay. honestly, we kind of got right into it. So, as soon as I got back off basket leave, as soon as sleep summer started, we got there like two or three days before. And then they kind of kind of gave us the 411 on how it would go and kind of how our rotations would go. Because yeah. we didn't do each and every week, we had a week on, week off, week on, week off. But other than that, no, it was very straightforward.
0: Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, uh, do you um kind of looking back on your time as a TAD, do you have a like a favorite favorite thing about getting a TAD at the academy, or was there anything that kind of reflected extremely positively or you remember extremely positively from your time as a TAD?
1: I think it's great because it's like a little gap between the Academy and the fleet. Mm -hmm. So it's you're a commissioned officer, but you're not in the fleet yet. So you're you know, you're ensign. Mm -hmm. And you're away from the academy, so now you are the person they look up to, but you also don't have like a job yet. So it's kind of a good little gap, a good little breather for you to kind of collect yourself before you have to go to the fleet. So I think it's, I think it's a really cool experience. I think it's a really good period of time to where you can kind of learn. A little bit. It's a good time to learn your leadership styles because you'll be leading the plebes and you'll be interacting directly with them. Also, you interact with the details as well. So it's a great, great way to kind of learn your leadership style a little bit and kind of get to interact with uh, the young people.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Cool. And uh, now, just for a little, inside of tidbit information so he said uh, kind of it's your first time as an ensign but it's also your first time as either an ensign or a second lieutenant right So they are both Marine Corps and Navy right they are both Right. and for anyone who wants to know like oh well how can I tell if they're Navy or Marine Corps well it's pretty simple so they'll all be wearing those blue shirts but if you're in the Navy you'll actually be wearing your USNA shorts or the USNAs that we call them so you have your USNA shorts and your blue PETAD shirt For the Marines, they'll actually be wearing their Marine Corps issued, we call them greenies, like the green little shorts. So if you had any question, it wasn't obvious by the haircut and their uh, mannerisms and how they, you know, (laughs) handle themselves. You could just look at the shorts and see whether or not they're uh, an ensign or a second lieutenant. So that's just one, one little way to tell. All right, cool. Um, So. uh, I think Uh, that was great, Till. Thanks so much for answering all those questions about being a TAD. I hope for everyone who's listening, you got a little bit of knowledge and insight into what being a TAD is all about and how they kind of help out during plebe summer activities. But what I also wanted to talk about today is I love the fact that Academy Insider gets people to come back and you know talk about their plebe summer experience, their Naval Academy experience, but then also talking about all the great things they're doing now. So for anyone who doesn't know, you work for something called the PUSO Foundation. Do you mind just telling people a little bit about what the PUSO Foundation is and what your role is in it?
1: So I am the creative director for PUSO. Me and my best friends started this foundation about two years ago, and it's really taken off from there. So PUSO is Tagalog for heart, and PUSO stands for purposeful, unconditional service to others. That's kind of how we break it down. And our mission is kind of hope with a purpose. And we kind of travel around the world and we host events. And our purpose is to empower those living under in undeserved areas around the world, right? So it started with our originator founder, our main guy. He took a trip to the Philippines, to his parents' village. And he brought back some clothes and some school supplies, backpacks. And when he went back and he was, you know, going through these poverty stricken places and he could see how happy they were just by the littleness, the little things he brought back, right. And just how much joy and hope really he brought to them. And it was the love on the, that he felt and just the inspiration he felt when he came back stateside, you know, he kind of wanted to do it on a bigger scale. So so ever since then, it's kind of taken off. And kind of our vision is to plant the seed of hope and possibility in people, because if you can change one life, they can change one life and they can and that person changes another life. So just by changing one person's life, you can affect hundreds and hundreds of people. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of the, the thought process behind this, you know, connecting lives, spreading love and kind of just being humans. Love is our greatest attribute.
0: I I love it. And so you actually recently just got back from a mission trip yourself. Do you mind telling us a little bit about that?
1: Uh, Yeah. So like I said earlier, my parents are from Liberia, so I'm full Liberian. And it was my first time ever being able to go to Africa um, and kind of see my parents' homeland. And it was just such an amazing experience. And Liberia is a third world country. And even though they have so little, they have such big hearts and they're just so happy and they're just they cherish the littlest things um so i really went to go see family but i wanted to also turn into a mission trip because i know when you don't see that every day you don't see a lot of people giving back to the people over there right so i was able to bring some clothes some school supplies um i actually went to my parents former school bw harris Episcopal school Mm -hmm. and I met with the kindergarten through fifth graders and you know they were just so happy to get basic like basic things like pencils, paper, like crayolas, like markers, everything and they were just so joyous like they're coming up giving me hugs and I even had a couple parents pull me aside and say like you know with tears in the eye and they were just telling me how it was the happiest day of their lives because you know knowing his come to their aid like that and no one mm-hmm. has kind of put a brought that amount of happiness to their kids so uh, it was very moving for me and i'm actually going to go back in december and i kind of want to do it on a bigger scale i plan on kind of building a basketball court out there okay. when i'm there and then kind of bring in a lot more stuff so i can kind of affect probably probably meet with a couple more schools so it won't just be one school i want to do a couple schools in um, monrovia uh, which is the capital and yeah so yeah. I'm just so excited to be able to give back. Yeah, you know.
0: yeah, absolutely, that absolutely, and that and that's so awesome. We really appreciate you doing that, and it's just such a a, a great thing. And if if anyone wants to learn more about the Puso Foundation or kind of just see what you guys are doing, just keep keep tabs with uh, you guys and your organization. Uh, where can they do that? Where can they find you guys?
1: So we have a website. Uh, www.pusofoundation.org we're also on social media so we have um, an Instagram and a Facebook page Um, our Instagram is uh, at the Puso Foundation and uh, the same with Facebook if you just search uh, the Puso Foundation P-U-S-O you'll be able to find us Um, but yeah a a lot of our information is on our website Mm -hmm. and you can kind of follow all of our missing trips and all of the events we put together throughout the year to raise money for our foundation actually our next event is going to be in august basketball tournament i definitely need you to come 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 play on my team it'll be up it'll be up in alexandria so not too far from you
0: so hey count me in i'm there
1: definitely
0: all right perfect (laughs) all right well thank you for doing that. And for everyone who's listening, I will put all the the links to both or the website as well as social media accounts in the show notes for this. So if you want to learn a little bit more about the Puso Foundation, we'll absolutely give you the resources to do so. But we'll move on now to kind of our our final thing for the day. And it's something I do with every guest on Academy Insider Podcast. It's going to be like a quick lightning round of questions. So uh, we ask the same questions to basically everyone that comes on the show. So I hope you're ready for this. Let's jump into the first of the lightning round questions. The first one is just, what is your favorite spot on the yard?
1: Favorite spot on the yard is steerage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> What's the go-to order in steerage?
1: Ah, oh, man, you gotta get, you get you some chicken tenders with the fries, yeah,
0: man. You know, yeah, I'll go to get you a little smoothie. A little smoothie, the smoothie, the chicken tenders <laughs> and
1: fries, man. Undefeated combination at <laughs> twenty hundred. <laughs> When you're getting ready for some homework and some studying,
0: oh, it is absolutely a must. I definitely spent way too much money in steerage during my time. It's too too much money, it is. All right, but but speaking about food, what was your favorite meal at King Hall?
1: I had a lot. I love King's Court because you had the option, but the meals, hamsters. You like hamsters?
0: I actually like hamsters. Like ham- yeah. dude, I can't do the hamsters. They're not my no, favorite. No, you know the hamster, no, Man, I hamster guy. I'm the hamster guy. Yeah, explain oh, explain to all the people what the hamsters are though.
1: So it's a weird. It's it's breaded on the outside and it's like kind of cheesy on the inside. So when you cut through it, the cheese melts out and then they got a little <laughs> got a little ham in there too. It hits the spot every yeah, it's time. it's like I'm chicken
0: chicken you. ham cheese. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is, but it's it but it's good. It, it doesn't do it for me. I don't know what you're talking about, but you know. Hey, oh, yeah, teach their own. Teach their <laughs> own. On, yeah. All right, cool. Moving on now. Who was your biggest mentor during the four years? Whether it be officer or senior enlisted leader, kind of who was your biggest mentor that was staff at the academy?
1: Uh, I had a couple. I'd say Commander D. Duncan White. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped me a lot academically. Mm-hmm. She was like my second. Academic advisor when it wasn't for my major advisor. She, yeah, big, big role in my getting through the academy. I'd also say, uh probably my senior enlisted leader, uh, Chief Fowles. Mm-hmm. She helped me a lot, especially when there's got a little couple rough patches there. You know, yeah. you, it, you hit that wall when you're at the academy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but she kind of helped me through that. And then Captain King, he was my company officer. Mm-hmm for two years and yeah he was amazing motivator yeah so he, he definitely taught me a lot about being an officer in the fleet gave me a lot of life lessons um and kind of how i could be successful in ways to navigate and get to the top of while well, of my during my navy career so i appreciate for all his help
0: absolutely and, and uh Captain King, awesome, fantastic. But I do really just want to take out the time to truly emphasize the role of senior enlisted leaders at the Academy. And I'm so glad that you mentioned Chief Files because a lot of people talk about her because she has made such a positive impact on their lives. And for everyone listening, it is the role, even in the fleet, not just at the Academy, for the senior enlisted leaders to train and mentor and coach all of the junior officers in the midshipmen. And they're there to help develop them and teach them about what they need to know about in life, and leadership, in their job, and everything like that. So it really is special when you have a senior enlisted leader that truly invests in the lives of everyone there and can truly help, like Tim was saying, get you through some rough patches. Like they right. are there to help you when you are struggling and when things are not going right and you're having a really hard time. So just a, a major, huge shout out to Chief Lori Files. Like She is yeah. phenomenal. I've never heard anyone say a negative thing about her. And she's made a tremendously large and positive impact on a ton of people's lives. So
1: Yeah. Love her. Love her to death. Yeah, she's fantastic. Absolutely.
0: So a big special a shout big out if you are listening, any parents out there, is to ask about your senior enlisted leaders. Because, you know, like the same thing. Not everyone's created the same. You're going to have some great senior enlisted leaders. You're going to have some ones that are not as good. And the same thing with the officer staff. But to find out a little bit Um, about the senior enlisted leader in your MIDS company is just something fun to ask about and learn about because they can have a tremendously large impact on your life. Like For me, I had some fantastic senior enlisted leader mentors at the academy. (laughs) Chief Castanon uh, was absolutely phenomenal. Chief Kahlbacher was instrumental in my development, kind of my plebe in sophomore year when I was having a rough time. And now Master Chief Conley, who's rotated from the Academy, like there are so many senior enlisted leaders that, one, are now just tremendous friends of mine, but just helped me so much during my time at the Academy. So I will always continue and, and do my best to really emphasize how important senior enlisted leaders are in the development of midshipmen and junior officers.
1: Definitely. And that that carries on to the fleet as well, as you know. Uh, you have a good chief. They can really... Well, you're a chief, you're a senior chief, you're senior enlisted definitely make or break you. They can make your job easy or they can make your job hard. So definitely very key, important people to have in your corner.
0: Absolutely. All right. Moving on now is, what's your favorite book or books and that you would recommend to the listeners?
1: I would definitely, military books, I'd say The Art of War. I read that while I was at the academy. That was a good one. And then a book I'm reading right now, Lessons from the Top. It's kind of business book, me being an econ major. So that's kind of what I'm reading. I definitely recommend that to the listeners as well.
0: All right, cool. For everyone who's listening, if you want to see those books or or take a look at them, we'll post the links to both of those in the show notes as well. All right, what is your uh, greatest memory from your four years at the Academy?
1: (laughs) The completion of Please Summer.
0: Yeah, that's a great...
1: (laughs) That was a great feeling. And then in between, uh, probably signing two for seven. That was Mm -hmm. a big day too all our road trips for our basketball, those are yeah, all great, are great. All, all our trips, uh, all those many good times on the road. And then I'd say graduation. Like and not because I, you know, he was getting out of there. It's just like a completion of such a long journey and such a long process. Just all the late nights with homework, all the march ons. <laughs> yeah, all the stresses of the academy. And then once you get to that final, you know, that final day and you throw your combination cover up in the air it's just man it's a, it's it's truly unbelievable so absolutely was in the eyes there Real t- <laughs>
0: uh, all right and, and last question is as much as we try and tailor this to help basically families understand what's going on at the Naval Academy um, I think we also have a lot of people listening to Academy Insider that are just maybe interested in the Academy and want to learn more so with that being said If someone is thinking about attending the academy, someone in high school, they're not sure, what advice or thoughts would you give them to consider about Uh, what to think about when deciding if they want to go to the Naval Academy?
1: I'd say uh, consider how difficult it is, not even only academically, just it, it does take a lot of perseverance. Um, because there will be adverse times, um, and I think everybody who goes to the academy can share a story of when it was hard for them. But I definitely say, exhaust all your options. Uh, once you hit a wall, don't stop. You know, go through that wall and keep trucking along. So that, I think that's the main, biggest factor that you can kind of use because if you keep that in mind, I think you can get get
0: through it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, thanks so much, Till. I really appreciate you coming on the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, man. It's It's been an honor to come and join Academy Insider.
0: Absolutely. I love it. So I guess I hope all of you uh, learned a little bit about what and who TADs are through Tillman's story. So thanks so much. And when you are Waldo hunting next time and a sea of photos looking for your plebe, uh, now you know who those blue shirts are and what they do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So, till again, thank you so much. And for all my listeners, take care and have a great day. Thanks, Grant. Thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Uh, Please make sure to leave me a review on iTunes and subscribe to the Academy Insider with Grant Premier podcast. If you want to learn a little bit more about Plebe Summer of the Naval Academy, make sure to check out all of the content that I have online on my website, www.academyinsider.com. And make sure to check out my Facebook page as well, where I have a ton of blog posts and different uh, videos and articles for you to see. Uh, all links that we talked about in the show are listed in the show notes. Uh, so we have a couple book recommendations, and we have all of the links to information about the Puso Foundation. So make sure to check those out. I'm Grant Vermeer, your Academy Insider, and thank you guys so much for letting me be your guide to the Naval Academy.